This is a special late edition of the Monocle Minute. On the day Britain's Conservative Party was returned to power and Prime Minister Boris Johnson declared victory over his Labour Party challenger, Jeremy Corbyn. I'm Ben Ryland. It was a historic defeat for Labour, the party's worst showing in nearly a century. Pre-election data from YouGov had put Boris Johnson's approval rating at minus 12, hardly an indication of a popular leader. Labour's Jeremy Corbyn, however, was even worse, a dismal minus 40. That, according to former Australian Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, set the scene for a vote fought not on Brexit, as many had expected, but on the popularity of the opposition leader. Rudd led Australia's Labour Party to victory in 2007, ending 11 long years of Conservative rule. Monocle's Andrew Muller asked Kevin Rudd where it all went wrong for Britain's Labour Party. Uh, Look, I'm not a Brit. Uh, first thing, and I'm an episodic visitor to these sceptred isles. Uh, so I'm always cautious about you know, too much of a deep dive either into British politics or American politics because I'm still an Australian. I'm an interloper. I think if I look at the British elections just conducted, the only observation I would make is that in the dynamics of a campaign, this campaign became a, a campaign about Jeremy Corbyn as opposed to a campaign about whether or not there should be a second referendum on Brexit. Had it been, I think, the latter, then it may have been a different result. When it was about the former and the particular approach to the economy which um, uh, Comrade Jeremy brought to bear, uh, I think uh, it was going to always deliver the sort of outcome that we have seen. Is the lesson, though, also partly that leadership does matter, it turns out? Well, it does. I mean, I got into enormous strife back home for stating I thought the bleeding obvious about the 2019 election in Australia, which we lost despite the fact that we've been ahead in the polls for quite a long time, albeit narrowly, is that uh, our uh, then leader, Bill Shorten, uh, rightly or wrongly, was neither liked nor trusted by the Australian people. He was one of the instigators in the original coup of 2010 against Mm -hmm. myself. So people in politics have a a longish memory that is, the public themselves. So leadership does matter because in our parliamentary democracies, uh, our leaders have a remarkable influence as prime minister on the the nature of um, where the country goes. There is cabinet government, but a prime minister is more than primus inter pares. They have extraordinary powers. And therefore, uh, when they were looking at Jeremy Corbyn, when they looked at Bill Shorten in Australia... Uh, they had reservations about a person able to ultimately make seasoned judgments about the future. How much of that do you think is a, a visceral emotional response from people, that question of whether they look at a given person and they can either see a prime minister or just can't see it? I think there's something in that. Uh, the way I explain that in Australian politics is in Australia, the punters... Um, the public, Uh, they can spot a fraud at a thousand paces. Uh, And when they look at you on the box on television, um, the screen or social media screen, they watch your eyeballs uh, and they work out one thing, perhaps two. Does this person, this geezer, actually believe in what they're saying? And secondly, do they actually know what they're talking about? They may not comprehend the minute detail of our discussion of, uh, of Britain's future in the European Union, 
Uh, they may not comprehend the future of climate change policies to bring down Australian greenhouse gas emissions and what we'll do with our next round of commitments in the Paris Treaty arrangements. But they want to look at you in the eyeballs and say, does this person actually believe in what they're saying uh, and do they know what they're talking about? In the case of uh, Jeremy Corbyn on Britain, I think there are reservations on the latter score in terms of an ability to manage a modern economy in a globalising world. How then do you account for the success, and we've seen it on both sides of the Atlantic now in the last few years, of, of obvious blusterers and bluffers like Donald Trump and Boris Johnson? Are people looking them in the eye and thinking, here's a bloke who clearly knows what he's talking about, or is, or is their leadership tapping into something different? Well, I think it's a combination of the factors we've just discussed. Um, as far as um, Britain's concerned, as I said, the campaign became a campaign on Jeremy Corbyn. Secondly, uh, conservative blusterers of one form or another, and of course, uh, I wouldn't, uh, as a visitor to this land, uh, hazard my arm to describe the current prime minister as a blusterer. But if Brits have that view... Uh, remember that on the conservative side of politics, they're still aided by one fundamental factor, an ability to harness anxiety, fear, and hatred. Um, and it's about them, the other. It's about foreigners coming. Uh, it's about um, uh, urban elites being indifferent to your job's future. Uh, it's about the whole box and dice of, let's call it uh, the what I described earlier in our discussion as the politics and the policy of insecurity. But here's the dilemma. Whether it's um, Boris's Britain or Trump's America, at the end of the day, what do they do objectively to reduce the reality of that insecurity? What are, what are the substantive economic policies which they will bring about which cause that economic insecurity to go away? And the answer, I fear, is yet to be seen. Um, so the dilemma between progressive politics and conservative politics, we've talked about how election campaigns are harnessed between the two competing sets of emotions, anxiety, fear, hatred versus, uh, versus uh, a faith in the future, uh, the politics of hope, uh, plus expanded opportunity. But underneath it all, sooner or later, this has to have traction in reality land, and that is whether Trump's policies or Johnson's policies are going to improve uh, the uh, lives and well-beings of average Brits, the lives and well-being of average Americans? Do those coal miners in West Virginia, which Trump campaigned on and with whom he campaigned in 2016, are their jobs and their security better now than they were then? Open question mark. My thanks to the former Australian Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd. You've been listening to a special late edition of the Monocle Minute. I'm Ben Ryland. This program will return with our regular edition on Monday. Monday.